Okay. And we really believe this stuff. I want you to know that. Uh, you know that we've been talking about uh, prophecy, last days, and one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that the Word of God and the centrality of the Word of God uh, figures very great in any prophetic discussion. And we read in Luke chapter 21, uh, verses 29 to 33, uh, Jesus in Luke 21, and we've quoted from that, and you know this already, but Luke 21 is Jesus telling the disciples all about the last days. And so here's what he says. He says, then he gave them this illustration. And Jesus says, notice the fig tree or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will, will disappear. Listen to this. But my words will never disappear. And so we recognize this morning that more important than anything else on the face of this earth is in fact the Word of God. It is the foundation of this church. It is the Word of God is the foundation of all truth. The Word of God is what we believe the absolute truth. It's with the Word of God that we are able to interpret and understand what's happening in this world. And so Jesus is saying this, in order to understand what's happening in the world, in order to have confidence and boldness and not being afraid of the future, Jesus says, you need to know the Word. While heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus says His Word will never pass away. You can go to the bank on it. You can read it. You can trust it. You can believe it. And know that you know that you know that it is absolutely trustworthy and it will give you the guidance that you need for life. Now, those of us who have served God for years and years we testify, we can easily testify to the power of this word, the most powerful force in the universe. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. If this is true, if we really believe that the word of God is the standard of all truth, if we really believe that the word of God is the, is the roadmap, as it were, to heaven and to eternal life, doesn't it make sense that we should get this book into the hands of other people? Well, folks, it's on that premise that we've invited Ryan Rempel to come and speak to us this morning. Ryan Rempel works with Lifelight Ministries, and some of you older folks may uh, have heard the term Cole Porter. Cole Porter is somebody who, who distributes and sells Bibles. Well, that's, that's essentially what Ryan Rempel does. He has committed his life to this. And so uh, he's going to come and share some very practical points about how you can serve God uh, by simply distributing the, uh, the Word of God. And so that's why you were handed the book this morning. Some of you, I watched you coming in and, and Usher thrust the book at you and you're wondering, what's this all about? Well, now you know. And, and we're hoping that, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you the punchline. I'm going to let Ryan give you the punchline. But why don't we welcome Ryan this morning. Ryan, come on, join us. Cole Porter Ryan. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, during the first service, for just a split, for just a fraction of a second, I thought that video was being serious. And I'm like, oh, these people are going to hate what I have to say. 
<laughs> um, yeah, my name is Ryan Rempel. I'm the director for uh, Canadian Lifelight Ministries here in Winnipeg. Uh, I've been with them for about uh, three and a half years uh, as a director, and I absolutely love what I do. I am so passionate about the Word of God. I'm so passionate into getting people's hands that have never had one before. And uh, I got to tell you this: I, I, I'm, I, I may look super cool, but I'm actually not at all. Um, this is the first time today that I'm using, uh, uh, or second time today that I'm using PowerPoint in my life. Um, so I'm, I'm just getting used to, I'm, I mean, I'm only 31 and, and I'm not used to technology yet. So this is kind of a, I don't even own an iPhone. <laughs> I have a Blackberry. Um, but yeah, the mission of Life Light Ministries um, is to provide Bibles to people who have never had one before. And that means working with ministries, working with First Nations reserves, working with prisons, working with churches and individuals. There are so many people in Canada who have never had a Bible before, um, and we want to make that happen. However, whatever it takes, whatever we have to do, um, and it doesn't get done for free. We are a nonprofit, and so you know, we donate Bibles to whoever needs them. But we don't just want ministries giving away Bibles. We want individuals doing it too. And uh, that's what I'm about to talk to you uh, today on. Is your faith important enough to share it with someone else? We talk about so many things every day, about the, about the Jets game, you know, about the Bombers today, about uh, you know, so many other things. Um, and, we're, and we so easily talk about it to our neighbors and to our friends, and it's, it's easy to talk about so many other things, but it's not easy to talk about our faith. But if it actually is the most important thing in our life, is it actually important enough to you to share that with someone else that doesn't know about it. So I'm going, to, I'm going to go over five important steps to get you and me out of our comfort zones and start actually doing that. And uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to kind of go through them a little bit quickly because I, I, I want to get to some testimonies. I love sharing testimonies with people. And it's one of the most powerful things you can do to bring someone to Christ. So here we go. Number one. We don't need any training to share. None. If you have Jesus in your heart and you've accepted him, that is all that you need to begin sharing your faith. Um, in John chapter 9, it uh, talks about Jesus healing a blind man. Um, he healed a blind man that, that did not know him. He did the whole mud and spit thing in the eyes and, and, and all of a sudden he could see. Um, pretty crazy thing that happened. It's, uh, when you actually read some of these um, miracles and healings that Jesus did, they're nuts. They're, they're crazy, but they happened. And that's very cool. But this man, not really even knowing yet who Jesus was, began sharing what Jesus did for him instantly. And he talked to the Pharisees about this, knowing that they were mocking Jesus and trying to trap him in, in doing the things that he was doing in his ministry. <clears throat> Number two, if we are ashamed of Christ, he will be ashamed of us. In Matthew 10, verse 32 to 33, it says, Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Now, I don't think he's talking publicly as in, you know, letting people at church know you're a Christian. 
Um, that's pretty easy to do. But making a bold statement and, and sharing people what you believe to people that do not know him, that's a little bit harder. And it's easy to kind of deny that and be a little bit ashamed of that because we're scared of the response. In reality, we don't have to be because we're actually allowed to do this here. You're allowed to share your faith with someone else with zero consequence other than someone not agreeing with you. And if you're scared of that, uh, if you're scared of the response, anybody who is in sales or customer service, you get way worse response in that field. Way worse. And I did it for 10 years. So sharing my faith has become a lot easier than, than sales and customer service, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, it, also, it also talks about uh, the Pharisees asked the blind man's parents what Jesus had done for their son. And, there, and, the, and the parents' response to the Pharisees was, our son can speak for himself. Go ask him what Jesus did. And what's, what it's saying there is that they were, they were scared and, and kind of ashamed what happened to their son. They didn't want to face the ridicule that those Pharisees would give them if they stood up for that. And I don't think God accepts that very well. I don't think he looks upon that and goes, hey, way to go, you didn't tell him who I was. That's fantastic. I don't think that's what Jesus was saying at all. <clears throat> be open, number three, be open to God's leading. Be open to opportunities that he gives you every single day because every day you get them and every day we don't take them, including myself. Are we actually willing to share with others what we claim is the most important thing in our life? Are we actually willing to do it? Now, when I, when I started with Life Light Ministries, I would preach on this all the time, and, and then I thought, you know what, I really have to start doing this myself, sharing my faith, because just telling everybody else to is not good enough. Um, and it kind of makes me a little bit of a hypocrite um, if I don't do it. So, you know... I said to myself, you know, I really, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to actually do this. Um, but I remember being in front of Salome Mission one day. Uh, I had just dropped off some Bibles there to give away at one of their ministries that they do there. And I had two Bibles left sitting on my front seat. And uh, I was in my car. I was getting ready to leave in the parking lot. And there was these two guys standing right beside my car. That they're, they're having a smoke and talking. I could hear that they were not talking about anything that was uh, uplifting. Um, and I thought, man... No, I should really give these two guys a Bible. I have two Bibles here. Um, but I hesitated. I was scared of their response of what they would say to me. Um, I didn't know what they would do. And so I was kind of fighting with that in my car. I was looking down and, 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 and even praying about it and like, man, what should I do here? I, and, and I hesitated too long because when I decided that I would actually give them away to those guys, I looked up and they were gone. And that stuck with me. That hurt me. Because I don't know where those two guys are now. I don't know if something would have been different in their life had I had listened to that little voice inside my head that said, you know, stand up for me. Show them who I am. I didn't. Um, and I don't know if that's something I'm going to have to answer to for, to God or not. I don't know. But it did strike me. So after that, I really felt God saying to me, he gave me a kick in the butt and he said, stop asking me for opportunities and start taking them. Because you, I give them to you every single day. You meet people that don't know me every day. You have friends that you see on a regular basis that don't know me all the time. You have family that don't know me. 
So you don't need to ask me for opportunities anymore. I'm already giving them to you. You're just not taking them. And uh, so I, I made a point in my life to really start trying to, to make, uh, make and take opportunities. I still don't always take them. But I remember when I started, doing, when I started giving away Bibles on my own, I was handing them out to people that I totally didn't know. Uh, it was an amazing experience. I remember going to a doctor's appointment downtown and uh, there's these, uh, there was a, a homeless guy that walked past me and I was already kind of late. So my initial thought was just, oh, that sucks. That's too bad. And I kept walking and, uh, and I thought to myself, that is not good enough. That is not a right response. And I wasn't even thinking Bibles yet. And I don't know why, because it's what I do. Um, but I remember that I had some cash in my car. And so I ran after the guy and uh, I said, I'm sorry to bug you, but could you use this money? And he said, uh, obviously. And uh, I said, well, okay, well, this is for you. I want you to have this. And I said, use it wisely and grab yourself some food or whatever you need and just be blessed. And uh, he said, well, thanks. I'm kind of surprised that, you know, he didn't even ask me and I just gave it to him. And so I, I walk away thinking, oh, I'm, I feel great. And uh, so I started running back to my appointment and I thought, that's not good enough. So then I remember the Bible's in my car, so I ran back to my car, I grabbed a Bible, ran after him down the street again, tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, sir, do you like reading? And he said, yeah. And I said, if I gave you this Bible, would you read it? And he said, I've never had a Bible before. He said, I've always wondered what was inside. He said, I will read this. I was like, wow, this is so easy. I shook his hand, I walked away. I was like, this is so easy. So I'm walking back to my doctor's appointment. I'm like, I am so going to heaven. It's, unbelie- it's unbelievable. <laughs> and God humbled me very quickly and said, not good enough. You're still breathing. Not good enough. So I went back to my car and I grabbed another Bible. I'm like, oh, I don't want to give another one away. This one went so well. I don't want the next one to t- totally destroy that. But I took it with me anyways, and I knew that I was going to give it away. I, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I was in the doctor's office, and, and there's people in the waiting room, and I was like, oh, do I give it to one of you guys? <laughs> Who's getting this thing? And, uh, and I went into my doctor's appointment, and, and my doctor, she's been my doctor since I was a little kid, wonderful, wonderful lady. Um, but I think, she's, I think she's a Buddhist just by conversations over the years and stuff. And so her first question to me was, what do you do for a living? And I thought, well, there's an opportunity. <laughs> I better take this one. <laughs> and uh, so I told her, and she's like, oh, that's interesting. And, and she kind of left it at that. And before I left, I said, you know what? I want you to have this Bible. This means a lot to me. Um, I want you to have it. And she said, I've never had one before. I said, I will take this home with me. And uh, I was like, wow, why did it take me 28 years to do this? I'm, I'm phys- we're physically allowed to do it. We got Bibles coming out the wazoo. I think I'm allowed to say wazoo. <laughs> but uh, we have this stuff available to us, and why has it taken me so long to start giving it away? And uh, God kept humbling me and saying, don't, don't even be close to being proud of what you did. You're not nearly done yet. Good job, but not done. <laughs> Number four. Oh, number three. Am I still there? Okay. Yeah, I finished number three. Okay, number four. (laughs) Understand the simplicity of the gospel. The Bible is really, it's a simple message. Jesus came 
to die for our sins. All he wants us to do is accept that. There's other stuff that goes along the way, but all he wants us to do is accept that, and he accepts us. So simple, and yet we complicate it so much by, by you know, when somebody asks you about the Bible, don't start with Genesis and just say, well, you know, there's, it's, it's going to get very confusing. Give them the simple message that Jesus died for our sins. Um, there was a guy named Todd um, who got the simplicity of the Bible. Uh, I was in my office getting ready to go speak in London, Ontario, and this guy walks into my office and says, hey, um, do you have a few minutes? And I said, nah, not really. I, I'm getting ready to leave. I, I got to go speak. I'm getting on a plane pretty soon. I said, can you come back a different time? And he said, okay. So I continue getting ready. Ten minutes later, I get another knock on my door, and he said, do you have time yet? And uh, I said, sure. <laughs> what do you got? And he said, uh, I'm just here to tell you that I don't, know whatever, I don't know what your office does, but whatever you guys do, it saved my life. You literally saved my life. And he said, the logo on the back of this Bible at the bottom matched the logo on your door, and I just happened to be walking by this place. And he said, somebody gave me this Bible a while back, and I didn't even know it was a Bible until I brought it home with me. And he said, when I started reading, I realized what I was reading, and I could not put it down. That I read through the entire New Testament within a couple of days. And he said, I just want to let you know that I have accepted Christ. And he said, I'm 42 years old, and I am the first Christian in my family tree. The first. That's huge, because family trees are pretty big. <laughs> and for him to say it's the first, that's the starting of a brand new generation of Christ followers. And I get together with him all the time now about... Uh, at least once every two weeks we get together and he puts me to shame. He reads his Bible an hour and a half before he goes to bed and an hour and a half when he gets up in the morning. And sometimes he says, hey Ryan, did you know that the Bible actually has an answer you know, for this? I said, yeah. And did you know that the Bible actually has an answer for this? I said, yeah. And he said, I never, I never knew this before. He said, every time I run into a problem at work, I run into a problem with my wife, with my kids, wherever, I run to my Bible to find out what I'm supposed to do, and the answer is always in there for everything. And he puts me to shame. I wish I read my Bible for three hours a day. He's, he's, been, he's been a Christian for a year now, and he's read through the Bible almost five times. Amazing. Amazing. Um, the verse um, for number four in 1 Corinthians, it says, When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid, and trembling. And this is Paul talking to the church here. And he came to them with fear of sharing the love of Christ. He did anyways. My message and preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. And the power of God is in here. It is a living word. Giving this away is powerful. Giving this away is sharing your faith. It doesn't always develop into conversation. This is sharing your faith, giving this away. Number five, share your own story. Your story is the most important story. Everybody here 
has a life story. Share that with others. They will listen. It's interesting. The Bible tells us many times the power of your testimony is huge. It's not bragging. This is your testimony that God has given you. Testimonies are huge. I just, uh, before I came, before, uh, a few days before I came here, I got a, uh, an email from a chaplain at a prison that we just donated Bibles to. We didn't, they didn't even ask for them. We just sent them. And he said, uh, one of the guys here got one of your Bibles just before he was released. He said he read through that New Testament so fast. I don't know if he thought he couldn't keep it or what. But he read through it. And before he was released from prison, he accepted the Lord from a life of gang life, a life of crime, serious crimes. But he got out and went into a recovery program with his dad, who was, who was a Christian. And uh, he had almost a full year of living with the Lord. He, he tragically passed away in a car accident uh, recently, just uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but the chaplain was still excited to tell me this. He said, because if, if, if we wouldn't have had those Bibles to give away, who knows, that man might have not have accepted Christ. He could have gotten killed at that accident. Not a very happy story. So he said, keep sending us these Bibles. If you keep sending them, we will keep giving them away and we will send you testimonies like this all the time. And that's part of what we do. And we do this because of the Great Commission. The Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18-20 says, I have been giving all authority on heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And the Great Commission is a command from Jesus to all of us. It's not the great suggestion. And the quote for today, um, I, was reading, I was watching a YouTube video, and the quote, uh, the video that I was watching was coming from the mouth of an atheist. Someone had given him a Bible and shared his faith with him. And this is what he said, If Christians actually believe that the only way to escape hell and to enter heaven is through Jesus Christ, how much do Christians actually have to hate their neighbor not to share that with them? That's powerful stuff. How much do we actually have to hate our neighbor if we... <laughs> that quote, actually, that video brought tears to my eyes when I read it. And so we need to remember five things. You don't need any training to share your faith. Do not be ashamed of what you believe. Be open for opportunity to share. The gospel message is simple. And share your story. People will listen. And this is my challenge for you today. Every one of you has a Bible. If you're a couple, one doesn't count. This is where you're, you're two separate people here. Take that Bible. Give it away this week. Keep it in your car, wherever you are, at work, wherever. But you will be provided with an opportunity, I promise. You'll be, you'll be supplied with many, but give it away. And then tell the church... Um, email the church or Pastor Allen or whatever and explain what you did with that Bible. No matter how boring or interesting you think that story might be, share it. We've done this with over 25 churches now and we've had about 5,000 Bibles go out and we've had so many great testimonies come back and we want to keep that going because everybody in Winnipeg and Canada deserves to hear about this and you're all going to be a part of that with me. So I want to thank you so much for allowing me the time to share my passion with you and I hope it becomes your passion. I hope it becomes an addiction for you. So, thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, you can see why we wanted Ryan to come and share his story. 
uh, I think it was back, was it February? I think back in February that we we first met and um, we had uh, coffee together, and he just sat telling story after story of people whose lives have been changed because they received the word of God, and uh, that's what makes Christianity exciting. And you you can have that in your life. All it takes is a little bit of obedience to Jesus Christ, and uh, and and a huge step of faith. Trust in God that he will take and use your effort for his glory and honor. Um, this morning after the first service, I didn't get a chance to tell you this yet, but uh, last week a young lady came to me after the service and, and just wanted to make sure that she was ready to see Jesus when Jesus returned. And so uh, we prayed together and she asked Jesus into her heart. And then she said, is it too late to come to the Faith Life class on Wednesday? I said, no, you come out to the Faith Life class. So she caught the last Faith Life class this past Wednesday, and I was talking about giving. And so this morning, I saw her with a load of Bibles on her arm, and she said, I'm so excited about this morning. She said, after what you talked about last Wednesday, I wanted to, I wanted to be able to do something. I wanted to be able to give something away to somebody. I wanted to be able to make a difference in somebody's life. And she said, Pastor, thank you for making it possible for, for me to get these Bibles and, to, and for telling me what to do. And she says, so this week I'm going to give away these four Bibles to my four friends at school. And I said, yes, this is what it's all about. Now here's the thing, folks. Um, these Bibles, they're not for free, as Ryan has pointed out. They're $5 each. But we're giving them to you. Uh, we're making an investment. And here's the thing. If, if you can, if you can help us uh, give a $5 donation for each Bible that you take, that would be just Greatly appreciate it. Just put the donation in the, in the slot in the giving center. Um, if you're going to take more than one, then uh, please, you know, again, help us with this because it's, someone's got to pay for it. And if you could do that, that would just, I think, double your blessing because now you are paying for something that you are giving away. And that will really, really uh, give you a sense of, of commitment and a sense of, of the responsibility that goes with this. Um, we're not tracking it. We're not, we're not seeing who's giving, who's not giving. But can, can I just ask you this? Don't just take a truckload or an armload and think, you know, I'll give these away sometime. Like, I want you to really pray about it. I want you to be intentional about it. I want you to really ask God, God, show me who to give this to. In fact, I believe this morning, even as Ryan has been speaking, I believe that the Holy Spirit has already told you who to give that New Testament to. And if you're visiting this morning and you don't have a Bible, well, guess what? That's our gift to you. Don't, don't have to pay for it. Take it and read it and let God speak to your heart. But I said at the beginning of the service that the Word of God is, is central to, to the prophetic word that comes from Jesus about the last days. And here's what Jesus says in, in Mark, Mark chapter 13, uh, verses 8 and 10. And each of the, each of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, speak about the last days, and Jesus tells what to expect. Well, I haven't, t I haven't mentioned Mark and his uh, record of what Jesus said, but I want to share that with you right now. And uh, you've heard me talking recently about these very things. Uh, Jesus says this, For nation shall rise against nation. This is Mark chapter 13, verse 8. Nation shall rise against nation. We know that's happening. Again, you heard me say that Russia is going to be joining in with Syria. How many remember me saying that several weeks ago? Well, this past week, 
You may have seen the news that Russia has sent warships down into Syrian waters to aid the Assyrian Navy. I didn't even know Syria had a Navy, but they do. So folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're seeing prophecy unfold before us. But listen to this. There shall be earthquakes in diverse places. There shall be famines and troubles. Uh, these are, listen, these are the beginnings of sorrows, the end of times. And then in verse 10, Jesus says something really quite startling. Listen to this. He says this. And the gospel, that's the good news about Jesus Christ. That's the message. That's, that's the Bible that, we, that we've been talking about. Folks, this is the gospel. Jesus says the gospel must first be published among all nations, and then Jesus will come. Did you get that? This book has got to be published among all nations. In other words, every language, every people on the face of this earth needs to be able to have a copy of the word and be able to read it. And then Jesus says, then the, then the end will come. And we are very close to that day. Now here's the thing. Uh, we've had, how many know that right now we have a, a massive influx of immigrants into Canada? How many know that? And some here this morning, maybe you may be one of the recent immigrants here. Um, many of these people are coming here absolutely have no background in the Word. They don't know anything about the Bible. They don't know anything about Jesus Christ. They maybe know the stereotypes about Christianity and probably and maybe just have a very negative idea about Christianity. But here's the thing. You give them a copy of the Word of God uh, and you will give them the gift of life, the gift of truth, they will discover who Jesus really is. Because how many know that we as Christians sometimes are not the best representatives for Jesus? Everybody knows that? We're sometimes not the best that we can be. But I can tell you this. Give people the word of God and let them see for themselves that God is good and that there is hope and that there is a way to be free from the shame and the guilt of sin, that there is a gift of eternal life for all who believe. Folks, that's the gift that you give people when you hand out a Bible. I want, to, I want to encourage you to be part of prophecy unfolding because when you get that Bible out, you are helping this prophecy come true. Did you ever think of it like that? And the gospel must first be published among all the nations. That, that word published in the Greek also means proclaimed, also means heralded. When that message gets out and everyone has heard, Jesus says, then the end will come. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me, please. And we're going to close with a word of prayer. And before you leave, I want you to visit Ryan's booth. He's actually got, uh, it's incredible, he's got Bibles that have been published, produced, for people with specific needs. Uh, Hank Horner walked in this morning and he was so excited that they have a Bible, especially for truckers. So Hank's going to be buying a whole truckload of those, right? For his truckers. They've got them for addicts. They've got them for, uh, what else? For golfers even. I don't know the difference. Golfer, addict, same thing, right? They've, they've got Bibles for everybody in every walk of life, for police officers. Uh, get a hold of a Bible like that. And it actually has, um, it has information in there that, that directly appeals to a person where they're at in life. And it applies that word to their heart. It's fantastic. So we want to get behind this ministry, and we want to make sure that everybody gets at least one copy of the Bible, of the Bible to hand out, right? Remember? Look at, look at. You're not taking a Bible home to use it to prop up a table, because your legs are, you know what I'm talking about? You're taking that to give it to somebody. 
So I would suggest leave it in your car and then look for the first opportunity to give it away. And then let God do what he wants to do with it. Remember what I said. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. His word is the most powerful force in the universe. In, in the book of Isaiah, it says, it says that the word of God will go forth and it will, it will accomplish the purpose that God intends for it. It will not return empty. So we've got these, all these great promises in the Word. It's clear that God wants us to get the Word into the hands of those who don't know Him. Amen? Yeah. Let's pray. Father, thank You. Thank You for the testimonies that we've heard from Ryan this morning. Thank You, God, for the great work that he's doing. We pray, God, that he would be especially encouraged this morning to continue this work, that we as a church would, would bring uh, joy to his heart. We would encourage him in his ministry, and that he would feel, Lord, that that every bit of energy and time that he invests in this is, is not in vain, but, God, it's producing great things. So, God, make our church a true lighthouse, that every member, every, every person who attends this church go forward with a, with a great message that Jesus Christ loves this hurting and broken world. And, God, may, may we be agents, your agents, your ambassadors that hand out that precious word to those who don't know you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said it with me? Amen. Now listen, tell the person beside you, make sure you give away that Bible. Okay, tell them that. And go, Bombers, go! <laughs>